2: Late night anger management class. This is sports Rage. I am game Over Obrantzi. The pets, the players, the hustlers, the people, the busters, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all our radio affiliates. AM rocking out there. Much love to every city, uh, wherever you m- might be uh, tuning in. Hopefully, we are, we're talking about your team, um, and we will. We will. We're, we're dialed in on the National Football League uh, right now, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, raise our NBA coverage, obviously. Uh, in the coming weeks, but it's football right now. And it's a great football lineup that we have. That's what's so cool. The football playoffs are really, really good. We'll get into college basketball. Can't wait uh, for the start of the National Hockey League on Wednesday. I can't wait to start betting on the NHL. Because the NHL is just less volatile. You sort of know what you're going to get. The players are either playing or they're not, man. The NBA, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, You, know, you got to talk to like uh, you know, Dr. Chow. You got to research online, and then you've got to speak to the team psychiatrist. Evidently, how are they doing tonight? Anyways, how's he feeling? Yeah, was the weed good? No, well, you didn't like the weed he got today. No, he's unhappy. Yeah, what? Instagram model. Uh, so, uh, so Kyrie Irving didn't play tonight because quote he didn't feel like it. At least that's the report. He said, "I just don't feel like playing tonight," and um, Steve Nash ain't playing around. So. And we got a little controversy here because, listen, it's one thing if they just say, listen, you know, he's not playing due to personal problems. You also know they don't want to get fined, so they got to come up with stuff, so it's easy to say personal problems. But, you know, Steve Nash isn't, like, hiding anything. Steve Nash said, they said to Steve Nash, what's the problem? And he said, well, it's a personal problem. We're not going to talk about it. But And then he went on to say, I don't know. (laughs) Nash basically said, I texted him, and he didn't respond. And then Karis LeVert uh, says that um, Kyrie Irving texted the team. He texted the team and told them, um, you know, I I won't be there, uh, basically. But he didn't have the respect enough for Steve Nash. So here we are right now, less than two weeks in. And now Kyrie Irving's not going on the road with them. They're leaving without him. Now, it's a brief trip. They're going to be back on the weekend again, but here we are right now. And, man, you know, I said this before. They'll be fine, but Kevin Durant's got to babysit Kyrie Irving. And, look, Kevin Durant goes into quarantine for a couple of days, and all hell breaks loose. Drew Martin Betts is going to join us. Breaking it down. The late-night anger management class. Set your rage. Bring Remember,
3: you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the Internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network
1: Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table.
3: And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra tech to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it.
2: Late night anger management class. Roll it down, I am for Branson, Sirius XM. Channel 204, get on the grid. Sports grid. Um, all right, so listen, man. Obviously, there's, it's been crazy stuff. been a crazy week. <clears throat> it's been a crazy year already, 2021. How long is it going to be before people start talking? When is 2021 going to be over? <laughs> so the theme is here, guys. Better start dealing with it, Buttercup, all right? It is what it is. But there's a lot of stuff, and there's a ton of stories, and we can't get to everything. We've been so football heavy. But... I don't know if you guys caught this, and let me just get the exact uh, details here. Um, so it was during one of the, you know, the COVID relief stuff. Um, during the COVID uh, relief uh, relief stuff, you know how they always like, um, they always like tack stuff on and have like nothing to do with anything, and then they argue about it, like that's why nothing ever gets done. So US Congress passes uh, COVID-19 stimulus bill that would make illegal streaming a felony, targeting illegal for profit streaming providers, not individual users, Uh, not individual users. So the US Congress passed a uh, COVID-19 stimulus bill that would include an anti-piracy proposal that would punish for profit illegal streaming services uh, with felony penalties for up to 10 years in jail, passed by Congress in the $900 billion stimulus package will revive unemployment benefits and launch a round of $600 stimulus payments to many Americans. So, you know, they sort of slid this in and people sort of got freaked out by this. Now, where I'm going with this is Conor McGregor is coming back, uh, right? So Conor McGregor is fighting Dustin Poirier on January the 23rd. And Dana White was promoting the event um, online on his Instagram account and somebody said um, somebody said thanks Dana can't wait to pirate the F out of this I'm excited and Dana responded uh, to him he said and I can't wait to catch you I have a surprise for all you Emma effers this year and that's like the big uh, talk right now that the UFC have a trick up their sleeve, you know, to get people, um, you know, uh, to get people. They're making it actually like one of their, that's their, that's Dana White's New Year's resolution to make more money. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's uh, Dana White's uh, resolution to make uh, more uh, money. UFC takes on online pirates and is a tough fight, reports the Las Vegas Review. Uh, journal, ultimate fighting championship is a well-earned reputation, as the baddest sport on the planet, but away from the octagon, his parent uh, company uh, is widely becoming known for savage beatdowns, um, facing masses lo- massive losses from internet piracy, he's aggressive pursuing those illegally streaming UFC fights, suing operators of third-party websites, and filing subpoenas to get internet protocol addresses of those who post. The copyright material it's an illegal situation it's costing us million dollars millions of dollars a year uh, says the UFC's executive vice president of general uh council and they 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 don't really know right there's a guesstimation they're guessing it's in between 30 and 50 they're saying 30 and 50 million uh that are lost uh in dollars You know, we've seen this before, right? Remember, like, uh, remember Metallica? Didn't Metallica sue people that downloaded their music, like individual users? Now, the thing with this is most of these sites, and if there's any sport, that's the whole thing. If there's any sport that is hit by this the most, it is the UFC. It is the UFC. The National Football League, whatever, dude. If you're streaming an NFL game, the NFL doesn't care. They're already getting, like, $10 billion, you know, um, you know, a month type of thing. I was going to say a year, but, yeah. If Major League Baseball is bringing in 10 billion, I don't know, the, the NFL. Um, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're already making a ton of money, so it's like, yeah, whatever. People are watching the games. They're watching the advertisers. The UFC is different, and it's easy to criticize Dana White at times, and the UFC at times, but this is something that you know, it is theft. I mean, called it. I don't know. I don't know if you remember the episode of The Simpsons when uh, when, when Homer was watching PBS and uh, he donated money just to uh, shut Betty White up, <laughs> right? But as she stated, she goes, "If you watch PBS and you don't uh, donate any money, you're nothing more than a common thief." And she's like, you're a damn thief. And she's like, I'm sorry. And they're like, calm down, Betty. And they're like, I'm sorry. These thieves make me so mad. <laughs> and it is. You know, we all expect everything for free now. The best is when people, like, rip the card and you know they didn't pay for it as well. That's the thing. You can't, you can't cry about this. But I got to tell you, Matthias, it would make people think twice if they thought, oh, man, I'm going to get nailed I've, I've always been surprised they haven't come up with a way, like they haven't come up with a way to screw people like, you know, malware, do something. But I think then that would be illegal of them to start screwing around with your computer. And, you know, the thing is, with all these websites is most of these streaming sites, guys, they're not based out of Tennessee, bro. Right. They're based out of like, you know, Thailand. They're based out of Malaysia. They're based out of like Russia. Um, Etc., Iran, you know, Korea, uh, North Korea, you know, God knows in North Korea. There's a few of them out there, man. There's one of them. Like, I swear to God, dude, you log on to one of those sites and I think the KGB has your home address in about two seconds, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, dude, like, I remember I was looking for a soccer game at this. You I bet a lot, right? So I'm looking for a yeah. soccer game. And I'm like, oh, look, I found this, you know, random soccer game. And I'm like, man, Man, my computer's, like, telling me, like, I even got the warning right away, bro. Like, you know your computer will give you sort of a small warning. It's like, yeah, thanks, but, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry. Uh, No, this was, like, they were, like, you know, serious warning. Like, this is not safe. It was, like, going off. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not safe, but I really want to see this soccer game. I got a lot of money on it. So, uh, I'll take my chance. And then, basically, dude, I knew I was in trouble with this when everything was rushing, bro. I was like, oh, man, (laughs) I'm like, I'm getting downloaded here by, like, the KGB and the Russian Ops, man. But the only thing is, so what? The Russian government has my information. What do they know? I bet on sports a lot, and I do a lot of radio and TV shows. There you go. My life's an open book as it is, Russia.
0: It, just imagine what the worst thing that could happen to you is if you get caught that's like the one thing that goes through my mind what if I do get caught what's the worst that could possibly happen and how many other millions of people are streaming this thing I stopped illegally streaming UFC when I was in college because I was watching a badass fight and then I lost connection to the internet it got all fuzzy and I was pissed off beyond belief and I never did it again
2: so well you know that's good you're you're hardcore because, yeah, there's nothing worse than dealing with the old, um, you know, number one, if you're streaming stuff, you're like a minute behind, all right? You're <laughs> behind reality. And it's it's a problem when you're in-game betting. That's number one. Number two, as Matthias just stated, nothing's perfect. And uh, the whole thing is, too, and it is true, is it, is it, it's not fully illegal to watch something if you're not profiting off of it right like they're going after like their sites to profit off of this right like they run this stuff and then you'll notice they'll have ad banners the thing is i remember like one guy was stupid enough to do it on u.s soil like five seven years ago and it was one of the big name ones not first row whatever you know what i mean it's one of these type of things um, and dana actually dana actually said that they can get people that even repost the links to that stuff that is true Right, if you're reposting, I know it's a dangerous area, but the thing is, if I'm watching a game, if I'm sitting in New Jersey and I'm watching a soccer game online in Poland, like who am I violating? I'm not violating any rights. No one has the rights to this in the United States, right? That's the whole thing. It's like it's a very grayish area, but with the UFC, it's not a gray area. It isn't. They're charging money for something, and you're not paying for it. Drew Martin, batch steps up it in. Bring it. You're
3: listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
4: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
5: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Your search is over. you found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Sports Race Late Night continues. I am Gabe Overecki. Let's break it down. We're talking college football. We're talking wild card weekend. Let's bring in Drew Martin, batch sportsmemo.com, wager talk in the house. Drew Martin, batch What's going on, Drew? Happy New Year, buddy. Gabe, always good to be on with you, man. Happy New Year to
0: you. You know, one of my favorite people in this industry. And you know what, Gabe? 2021, I think, is going to be a lot better than 2020. At least I hope so, man. So uh, hopefully it works out for you
2: that way. Oh, yeah. 2021 is going to be a lot better. Um, Evidently, you don't watch the news a lot, do you, Drew? (laughs) As 2021. Off to a great, a great start, uh, isn't it? But um, we do have a great weekend of football, don't we? And like, really, it's sort of like, you know, people talk about March Madness. I always think that, you know, March Madness is cool, but I'm always a fan of the week before March Madness like all the conference tournaments, that week and a half, that two weeks of all the conference tournaments, and it's just like basketball 24-7. Wild Card Weekend has always sort of been one of the cooler playoff weekends just because there's more games. And, you know, you know, Wild Card Weekend has that history to it that, ooh, maybe something wild will happen. And it normally doesn't. Wild Card Weekend is kind of overrated because there's usually crappy teams that make the playoffs. This year in the National Football League, it's a little bit different. We've got, like, some really good teams with only one team getting a bye, of course, in each conference. So we've got six cool football games in the National Football League. And, of course, we've got the National Championship game. Seven football games for us to bet on, Drew.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a great weekend. I like how you worked in, you know, college basketball championship uh you know, weekend or weekends there living in Vegas, which I know you did as well, Gabe, that was really a fun time. Just all the, you know, small conferences coming in, going to the games and then, you know, the bigger conferences come. And of course, I was there and uh, you, you know, with the pandemic shut it down during the uh co- really conference championship week. One of the worst days of my life. Pac-12 uh, tournament didn't make it. But I agree with you. I mean, this weekend in in the NFL, it sets up, you know, just talking from a fan standpoint, Gabe, with the three games on Saturday all day long, too, and the three on Sunday. And then, of course, the Monday night um, national championship game kind of taking center stage there. For a fan of football and for a sports better of football, it, it doesn't get much better than this weekend, man.
2: No, really some cool stuff. And as you stated, it's all day long. On Saturday, it's all day long Sunday, and then we've got a great national championship game on uh, Monday. So as long as we're talking NFL uh, right now, we'll start off International Football League. Uh, Buffalo Bills laying six and a half points to the Indianapolis uh, Colts. Total is 51. The Buffalo Bills are a very trendy team as far as futures are concerned. People talking about how the Bills can knock off the Kansas City Chiefs, potentially. Not a lot of people are giving the Indianapolis Colts a, a shot in this game, at least as far as our guests are concerned, all week long. What's your opinion on the Bills and the Colts? Gosh, you're, you're
0: right. I mean, the, the Buffalo Bills are the trendy side here, Gabe. It seems like a lot of people liking them, although I am starting to hear, you know, some, some Colts fans here, you know, plus the seven. But I, I like Buffalo. Both of them had, you know, easier schedules. It's just I think we get the better quarterback – The hotter offense, the hotter team overall with the Bills. And you can still get them. You know, there is a minus six out there, uh, but mostly six and a halves, like you talked about. One stat that I'm taking into consideration here, Gabe, is Indianapolis played in five outdoor games this year. They went two and three straight up, also two and three against the spread. And of course, I think that speaks to, you know, Indianapolis being a dome team, an older quarterback, Phillip Rivers, he played a lot of his football in Southern California, you know, NC State and the ACC before that. And now he's having to play in an outdoor game in the state of New York in the month of January. I don't think the cold's going to play too well to him, and that's why I like Buffalo here laying the six, if you can find it, six and a half, kind of the widespread number here. But uh, not one of the bigger bets, but I do like the Bills.
2: And this will be the first game of the year that the Buffalo Bills have any fans at. There'll be 6,700 fans uh, in attendance. Um, Los Angeles Rams, the number keeps like uh, getting chipped down in this football game. And I guess it's because the Rams are getting healthier as the week goes on. Goff back in practice. Cup is going to be back. Whitworth is back. Michael Brockers is back. And there's some question marks as far as Seattle. Everybody's been focusing in so much on the quarterback situation of the Rams and Cooper Cup and everybody. But you know, big question marks. Jamal Adams says, you know, nothing's going to stop him from playing, but there's a difference between playing and being effective and playing because you know, he did, he did everything for them. You know, he helped defend the pass. He's good against the run. And, you know, as you know, Drew, uh, Seattle had problems getting to the quarterback earlier in the year. Adams was great blitzing. He was great at getting to the quarterback. Like, he really was like a superstar. He was like their Jalen Ramsey, except even more diverse, uh, actually. Like, Adams was playing elite football for Seattle, but he's beat up right now. What do you make of the, uh, the Rams and the Hawks game?
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. And, you know, you're speaking to kind of injuries on both sides of, of you, you know, both sides of the line of scrimmage, really. You're talking with the Rams, and that's what most people are talking about, Gabe, but I like where you went with that Adams, you know, injury on the defensive side. But, you know, with Jared Goff, it's a thumb injury with a quarterback. How do you really handicap that? You got to have some inside information, I feel, which I don't. And what John Wolford from Wake Forest, I actually liked him in college, but how, how good is he going to be in the NFL? I, I really don't know, and I also don't know if it really changes it all that much because, like you talked about, how how effective is golf going to be throwing the football with a with a thumb injury? I, I just think it's a really difficult handicap. I would rather go at this instead of from a side perspective, from a totals perspective, and look at the trends here. You know, the the Rams under in eleven of their last thirteen games, the Seahawks under in seven of their last eight games i know this is a low total the lowest total on the weekend card for the nfl 42 and a half is still out there i think it's low for a reason and i like the under
2: uh drew martin bets uh, with us and uh, drew uh you just said you don't have any inside information what the hell am i having you on my show for if you don't have <laughs> any inside information and number two come on man i know you and sean McVay are buddies you guys go surfing together and stuff don't you uh, you know, don't you speak to Coach McVay all the time?
0: <laughs> no, actually, unfortunately, uh, you know, he he blocked me because I was calling <laughs> drunk too late at night. You know, he 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 doesn't want anything to do with me, Gabe.
2: You were asking. You were. You, Drew Martin was calling McVay and saying, "Come on, Coach, man. I know your hot wife's got uh, some hot friends you can hook me up with. Come on, man." And oh yeah, and who's starting a quarterback uh, this week? Our insider is Doctor Chow, and Doctor Chow has believed that Goff is going to be fine. Um, you know, he toughed it up. He played through the pain. It actually happened against Seattle a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that he'll be fine. Now, still a very tough this – is, this is such a tough game. And it, it's almost like they're inviting you, though, isn't it? Like, why is the number – it's like Seattle playing at home and it's three and a half. You know, I, I get the feeling it's like bait car. You know what I'm saying? You know, like it's like bait car. They leave the keys in the car and the window uh, rolled down. You know, dude gets in a car. Next thing you know, LAPD, are on their ass. I get that feeling. I get that feeling with this game. They're inviting you to bet on Seattle. That's what worries me about this. Because Seattle seems like the logical pick in this game, right? But why is the number so low? I get
0: where you're going with that. It's just the hook on a really important three, you know, three is the most important number in the NFL. I'd say it's the most important number in all of sports betting, betting the number of three, three and a half, two and a half in the NFL. So that's the only thing that scares me with that, I guess, you know, sidewise, um, I would actually kind of go with your sentiment there and, and, and take – not not take what they're giving us here on the short number with Seattle, but thinking it's short for a reason, and that Rams defensive line really causes havoc. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams actually go to the Pacific Northwest and win outright. So maybe look, Rams money line as well.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Drew, the Washington football team better cover the spread because I've convinced people all week. I've been making a case like nightly for Washington – about how I think they can cover this football game, and non-believers have started to come around. <laughs> uh, and I gotta be honest, I don't I haven't spoken to one person, Drew, and we've you know, we've got a lot of guests on. I like to get different perspectives. We haven't spoken to one person and told me, you know what, Tampa are gonna murder these guys. Tampa are gonna murder these guys. Everybody says the same thing. Ah, uh, you know, Tampa probably wins, but I think Washington hangs around, and I'm really buying into this that. That Chase Young, Montez Sweat, the, the the defensive line, Kerrigan that these guys have, as well as their much improved secondary, opportunistic ball hawk, you know, bat balls in the air, pick it off, tip balls. I just start I, you know, I just like Washington's story here, Drew. And man, if Alex Smith can just, you know, get through this football game, I believe in McLaurin. I believe in Antonio Gibson, I believe in that defense. And I also believe that Tom Brady is 0-7 against the spread his last seven prime time games. What do you make of this one?
0: I'm with you, Gabe. I like this Washington defensive front. I think that they cause havoc. (laughs) Um, Yeah, line me up on that side. I'll even sprinkle a little bit here on the money line. What plus 340 seems to be the high watermark on that. I think Washington can win at home, the home underdog here. We get key numbers of seven and three, four, five, you know, all of those under eight and a half right now. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, Tom Brady look you can't take anything away from him Gabe I mean it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do and the argument of was it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady I think has been kind of solved here it's been Tom Brady in the success that they had there in New England 43 years old 4,600 passing yards Gabe 40 touchdowns it's awesome he's the goat uh for the quarterback position it's just he hasn't been doing that against this type of defensive line all season long. And actually, the better defensive lines, he struggled a little bit more against, yep. like a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, game. So I actually think
2: uh, Washington keeps
0: it within the number and sprinkle a little bit here on the money line.
2: I actually love what um, – I love that Chase Young says, I'm coming for you. Brady says, hey, it's all good. He went to Ohio State. I went to Michigan. It's all part of the rivalry. And I'm thinking, no, it's not part of the rivalry. I, he's coming for you for real. Sports Rage late night continues more with Drew Martin Betts on the other side. Bring it.
3: There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
4: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Your search is over. You've found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: The late-night anger match from continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. Shout-out to all of our radio affiliates, including the one and only Sirius XM 204. We're back in black, uh, baby. And it's great to have Drew Martin on, breaking it down with us. What a great weekend of football that we have coming up. And, man, I want to get to college football with Drew. But let's just blast through the uh, the rest of these National Football League games as Drew just got back from the sportsbook uh, right now, just bet on uh, Washington, uh, Moneyline. Everyone's all fired up. Like I said, we've been firing people up on this game all week. and I think it's to. You know, I just don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> and I want to see Washington knock him off. But, man, I'm really looking forward to that game and seeing how it plays out. I really do believe Washington's defense can bring it. Although, I'll tell you what, defense is not a word I think we're going to hear a lot about um, with the early game on Sunday. I like the over this game. Tannehill, 23-6 to the over. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens offense has been lighting it up. Uh, Lamar Jackson is on a run ever since he's come back from COVID. And I've heard people say, well, yeah, look at who Baltimore played. They didn't play a lot of good teams. They didn't play great defenses. Yeah, well, exactly. Tennessee don't have a great defense either. And as you know, Drew... You know, Tennessee knocked him off in the playoffs last year. Tennessee knocked him off earlier this year. Lamar Jackson still hasn't won a playoff game. There's a lot of revenge spots, and there's a lot of synergy pointing me in the direction of the Baltimore Ravens in this game. And another thing is, too, guys, the Titans special teams blows, man. Right? Their punting sucks. Their field goal kicking sucks, whether it's Guskowski or one of that other dude that clanked it off the post and it's lucky that it went in. You know, we got Justin Tucker in a close game. I've been saying all year, Tennessee are going to get Burton in the playoffs in a close game with their crap-ass special teams, and I think it might come into play, but I'm not even so sure. I think Baltimore – I'm not saying Baltimore roll them, but I think Baltimore go in there and win this football game. Give me the Ravens in the over, Drew. Uh, No disagreement here, Gabe. I like the Ravens five
0: game win streak. What averaging 37 points a game the last five Uh, Lamar Jackson's really starting to feel like getting better as a passer. And you bring up the fact, you know, Tennessee, I think that they're the worst defense in the playoffs. This defensive line has has struggled causing pressure on the opposing quarterbacks all season long I think that that uh, kind of is a great recipe here for this Baltimore offense to to do very well which a lot of people bringing up you know Tennessee won in the regular season keep in mind that game went to overtime was a lot tighter than a lot of people want to remember I think Baltimore's the side here in no disagreement with the over at either I just bet personally Baltimore minus three with a
2: little juice on that game you know most people uh, drew all week have been scared of the um, the Rams game. The Ram Seahawk game, all my guests, that's the one. one, oh, you know, I, I, that's a really tough one. For me, the toughest game, the one I look at, and you know, there's always that game. You're like, ugh, uh, it's a tough one. You know what I mean? Like the Monday, you know, when there's like an ugly Monday nighter, but you got to make a pick on it. That's how I feel about Chicago and New Orleans. Like part of me thinks New Orleans wins like 37-17 and roll them easily. And another part of me can actually see the Bears being in this game in the fourth quarter. Where where do you stand uh, as far as this game is
0: concerned? 100%. I love the analogy, too, Gabe. It's like the ugly Monday night. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like you're grabbing some beers with the boys at the sports book and you're you're, you're watching a game and you, you have to bet it, but you really don't like a side. I mean, I don't know, New Orleans, 114 points last three games. Love that about them. But at the same time, the Bears offense has scored 30 or more points in four of their last five games. And the one game they didn't, Gabe, was against Green Bay, who they actually outgained. So this offense is really waking up here for the Bears. That's something I don't like to step in front of, especially, Gabe. I don't like to like doubles in the NFL stepping in front of that at all. So um, it's a game I actually personally haven't bet. Love the analogy. And if (laughs) if you made me bet it, I would bet the over of 47, but again, I haven't touched it.
2: You know what? I already have my day planned as a Bills fan. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to get hammered all day on Saturday, celebrate the Bills and all the money that I make, and then I'm going to watch the other games. I will wake up hungover and watch Baltimore and Tennessee, and then when the Bears and the Saints start, that's the Sunday afternoon hungover nap time. I'll watch the games, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll doze off and I'll be ready again to go uh, for the Steelers and the Browns. But, you know, all kidding aside, I, you know, I'm great, great numbers. And you know what? I'm aware of them as well. Guys, I don't think people realize this. Mitch Trubisky, 6-3 and three as a starter this year. Love him or hate him, man, whatever. It is what it is. And it was 6-2 and two going to that Green Bay game. And come on, nobody's beating Green Bay right now. But as Drew mentioned, Mitch Trubisky, when he starts, they average 28 points a game, guys. Like, like perception and reality are always two different things. No one would say that. Oh, the Bears average 28 points a game when Chubisky starts? Wow. Give me the over 47 and a half here. That's, I think, a good play. I think, you know, no one really wants to run to the window to bet an over of a Bears-Saints game, but I think the number's a little light. And before we get uh, into the college, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, and Cleveland uh, totals also 47 and a half. How about this? Ben Roethlisberger, 12 and 0 at home in his career straight up against the Cleveland Browns, eight and four against the spread. Steelers have always owned the Browns. They spent people said, well, you know, last week is, you know, all that stuff. Dude, I was on I was on the uh, the Steelers plus the points last week, even with their backups. But remember, they played earlier this year and Pittsburgh beat them 38-7 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would much more reference uh, that
0: first outing. In, in this matchup just because of the resting players aspect. I love this stat you just threw out there, Gabe Roethlisberger, 12-0 and 0 at home versus the Browns at 8-4 and 4 ATS. That's the way I would run with this is uh, Pittsburgh at home as the favorite. It might sound a little square, but still you can get it at 5.5 at some shops right now. I think the favorite wins, wins and covers, wins going away. I mean, it is pretty cool, the Cleveland playoffs for the first time in 18 years, but uh, unfortunately I think it's going to be one and done for Browns.
2: Uh, Drew Martin Betts kicking with us on Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Morenzi. So let's get into the college uh, football national championship game. Another game that I'm really looking forward to. And let me ask you, being an – I think you're the perfect guy to ask as someone that went to Auburn. And so you have Alabama, and I'm a Michigan guy, and we have Ohio State here. And <laughs> as much as it – you know what I mean? As much as it pains me that Ohio State are this much better – uh, than, than Michigan. I am polling for the Big Ten. I am polling for the Big Ten. I want to shut you SEC guys up a little bit. Drew. I'm tired of it. SEC, SEC. And, and you're only as good as your rival is. You know what I mean? Michigan's big rival is Ohio State. I don't want like our big rival to get embarrassed and humiliated. What does that say about us? How far are we away from winning a championship then? You've been in this position. Seems like you SEC guys... Put aside your rivalries and stick together for the 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 bigger picture. You're like the Borg on Star Star Trek. You guys have a collective with the SEC. Is that true as an Auburn guy? What's your take on that?
0: No, absolutely not. You haven't been talking to many Auburn fans so saying you guys, that at all.
2: No, but no, I know, but Auburn, Auburn and Alabama is so unique. So you wanna see Alabama get absolutely smashed, right? Oh, yeah. If this was 40 to 20,
0: uh, Ohio State wins going away, wins the national championship as a fan, Gabe. That's exactly what I'm rooting for. No, (laughs) I I, I don't want Alabama to win at all. I'm tired
2: of them. Well, I think everybody is. And that's that's my deal as well. And I almost and, you know, for the I think, though, the Big Ten, I'd like to shut up the commissioner of the SEC And everyone had cried about Ohio State and how many games they played and the Big Ten this and that. I am tired of a college football bias. So I would like to see Ohio State end that. But I totally get it. I get it. And, you know, Alabama just, they've owned the college football playoffs, right? Like since this thing has been created and it's getting tiresome. But if there's one team... If there is one team that matches up with these guys, I do think it's Ohio State. God knows what's going to happen with COVID leading into this game right now, but I do believe the Buckeyes can not only cover the spread, but win this game, Drew. So do I. I think that they have more than a puncher's
0: chance of winning, of covering this game. I mean, Alabama, you know, you can't take anything away from what Nick Saban's been able to build here. But at the same time, I think Ohio State brings some of the aspects that can bring this Crimson Tide team down. And when you start talking about handicapping this game, Gabe, Um, At this point in bowl season, one thing I like to do is see how their conference has played in bowl season, SEC six and two so far, Big Ten three and one. So percentage wise, the same here for both of them. And they played each other in two games. You know, we had Ole Miss beat Indiana as plus seven and a half point underdogs winning outright. But the Big Ten got back at them in a game I was actually at in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Northwestern beating Auburn as four-point favorites, 35 to 19. Not only beating them, Gabe, beating them down. And one thing I noticed is walking behind both sidelines there. Northwestern was big. Northwestern looked strong against Auburn, and that wasn't something that I was really expecting going up against an SEC opponent. Um, you know, Bama being favored in 79 consecutive games, very impressive. But um, I, I actually lean towards the underdog here Gabe I think Ohio State Justin Fields I think we get the better quarterback as long as he is you know somewhat healthy here which I think he will be it's just it scares me because Alabama jumps out to such good leads here you know Alabama first quarter 146 points their opponents only 37 so I might look towards Alabama first quarter laying it with them a short number but for the game I actually lean with the underdog here Ohio State plus eight
2: Drew Martin, with us. We got a couple of more minutes uh, with Drew, and I, you know, I'm glad that you brought this up, actually, Drew. And thanks for telling us that that you were at that game because it's funny. I was bigging up Justin Fields and and what they did against Clemson, and just for the record, guys, Clemson had the number one rated defense in college football according to the metrics. All right, number one ranked defense defensive efficiency. Look what Ohio State did to them. Alabama have the twenty third uh ranked efficient defense. And look what some teams did to Alabama. You can move the ball on Alabama. And I've I've had people counter, oh, that was one game. Oh, did you see what they did against Northwestern? I'm glad that you just brought it up. Yeah. Northwestern are damn good and better than people realize, right, Drew? Like that's yeah, they got shut down by Northwestern. Northwestern are a damn good defensive team that are a hell of a lot better than people realize. What about the total of this game? I hate saying there's no way that the game doesn't go over because even going back to the BCS days and, you know, these college football championship games, they usually don't play as high scoring as you would like. It's a title game, but usually the teams have been off for longer as well. So it's a different scenario. I do think this is a track meet like I'm going to be betting the over this game. I'm going to take Ohio state plus the points in the over. What about the total? Uh, drew, we got about a minute here. Yeah. I mean, total what 75,
0: 76, the highest totaled, uh, college football national championship game ever. Something to note there. And it is in South Florida, hard rock stadium, Miami Gardens. So you always got to look out for weather and it's really tough to predict weather in South Florida, multiple days out. So something to keep in mind there. Look, I lean over with you, Gabe. It's something I haven't bet personally. Um, and, and you brought up a good point there. You know, national championship games sometimes go kind of into a defensive battle, you know, hold on to the ball, kind of play not to lose. So it is something that worries me with these two teams kind of taking their foot off the pedal and playing, you know, just to kind of squeak out a win. Uh, something you got to keep in mind if you're betting the over. But at the same time, it's always tough to bet an under, especially in an Alabama game.
2: Man, you and I talked about this last week. We talked about both being at that Florida-Oklahoma national championship game with Timo and uh, Bradford, yeah. and how I put $12,000 on the over, and I said, there's no way in hell. I said, the moon will have to fall and hit the stadium. Dear God, this game's in the same damn stadium. I'm scared, very <laughs> scared. Drew Martin Betts, follow him on Twitter, at DrewMartinBets. You're the best, Drew. Thanks for the time, my man. Gabe, always fun, man.
0: Best of luck, and I uh, look forward to talking next week. Seriously,
3: we do this 24 hours a day. Oh, every, every day, it's real. And it's here. Got to come up with a better name for it than fantasy sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
4: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: So many sports, so many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now, are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a
2: hobby. Late night a match the class. Voyage, The Return, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll be back with the Friday Night Freak Show tomorrow night. We've got uh, Steve Merrill uh, will join us. Tony Finn will step up and in. Always, um, always a fun time on the Friday Night uh, Freak Show. Mick Ossie on the radar. Uh, we've got the play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Eli Gold uh, will join us. Um, and I'm really, listen, man, I'm fired up as a Buffalo Bill fan. I'm fired up. Uh, for the Bills prospects, and I'm gonna say I'm not a little. I'm not nervous, but I, you know, I'm not just. I don't discount Frank Reich. I don't discount Jonathan Taylor. I don't discount Phillip Rivers. I don't discount Darius Leonard. I guess Darius Leonard's uh, motivating himself by the fact that like some dudes on the Bills were drafted before him. So yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> if that like if that's what gets you going, like I can understand. I can understand like the Cleveland Browns. Being upset with uh, Schuster, like I can, I can, um, I can understand the Browns saying, you know what? Look what this clown is saying about us, and you know if you're if you're Smith Schuster, wasn't he pissing people off, including his own team, by like dancing around on teams' logos and stuff like that? And Schuster always seemed like a good kid, but I'm sure I guarantee you, man, like Tomlin's thinking, what are you an idiot? Like you know so. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on the rivalry with the Browns. I think they're still the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple of good players on their team, but at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. Juju later called the Browns a good team. It's like, bro, you can get away with this. Like If you were like, I don't know, like Classical Burris or like Jerome Bettis or Ben Roethlisberger, you haven't accomplished anything. Some people can dude, you drop a million balls. I like you, but, man, you got to shut up, bro. Like, really, the Browns are the Browns. Well, whatever, dude. Worry about catching a damn football. All right, great job in Los Angeles. Great job in New York to our crew. Mateus, Yank, getting it done. The Rage Hollis. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
3: Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge, or don't, and wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.